This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and I pray all is well. And God is working in your life and revealing Himself in your spirit. And I'm glad, very glad to be with you today. I tell you, God is doing great and mighty things, and we are seeing the hand of God move. And I am, there's such a stirring and an excitement. Down in my spirit, the way God is beginning to manifest Himself and reveal Himself in the days that we're living in. And the good thing about it is it's going to get greater and greater and greater and greater and greater and greater. There is a divine visitation of the Holy Ghost in the earth for God to visit the people and bring forth a generation that has never been declared on the face of the earth. So I encourage you, be strong, be encouraged, be of a good spirit, a good heart, and start expecting and believing that God is revealing Himself in your life. When we come to that place, the uh, Spirit of the Lord sat on me last Sunday, December the 9th, in a realm and a way that I don't think I've ever had it move on me. And a word of prophecy in such a different manner spoke out of me for around close to an hour. It wasn't two or three minutes, maybe 56, 57 minutes. And I've never had the Lord speak like that. I've never had God move like that. And the spirit was different. The feeling was different. And when I began to come out from under that anointing and begin to gather myself, my vision, my natural vision was as though I was looking through a light fog or a haze for about 10 or 15 minutes. And it's like I couldn't gain my faculties about me for the uh, natural functioning because I was so caught up in the Spirit of God. And that tells me that God is moving in a way, in a realm that we've never walked in before. And that's what God's been telling us, I mean, for two or three years now, different prophecies and different words that the Lord has spoken unto us. He has told us that what he is bringing forth, no generation has ever walked in. No generation has ever dwelt uh, in that realm, in that place in his spirit. You know, Paul spoke, um, I believe it's in, uh, I know it's in one of the Corinthians, but I can't remember which one right now. But he talked about being called up to the third heaven or being called up into a realm of the spirit that, he said, in that realm of the Spirit, he said, I saw things and heard things. Uh, no, he said he heard things that were not even lawful to utter. So there is a, there are places in God. There are depths of the Spirit. There is a power of His Word that we've not experienced. And the Lord has been telling us this for two or three years now, that He was bringing forth a working of His Spirit that no other generation on the face of the earth had ever been privileged to walk in or be visited by. And I know all of you, you uh, felt, those of you that were awake, you felt the earthquake. You've heard about the uh, shaking there in LJ and the surrounding area. And it's a couple of years back, and we're looking to see if we've got it written down. Or I know I've got the audio if I can find what service it was, but we were at the church in Elijah, and the Spirit of the Lord moved on me in such a power, in such a realm, 
and the Lord spoke out of me, and he said that he was going to put Cardicay and L.A.J., Georgia on the map, and that there would be a earthquake as a sign that that would come forth and happen. And somebody asked me after that, said, is God going to put L.A.J. and Cardicay on the map? For the earthquake and the natural shaking, I said, no, this is going to be a spiritual shaking. The natural shaking is just a sign. Now, I don't know that this earthquake is that sign, but I know that it is an earthquake and it did shake, but you never know what God's going to do. There should, there could be a, another shaking that would be a great shaking. You know, God don't just uh, up and move in a great and a mighty way. The Lord builds up to it. And the Lord has been building up to this and been telling people uh, to get themselves conditioned and positioned. I remember it's been a little over a month ago the Lord dealt with me. He said, my people need to be positioned and conditioned spiritually to be a part of what I'm doing. He said, he said, just being conditioned is not enough. He said, you can be conditioned spiritually, but not be in the right position. And he said, you can be positioned and not conditioned. So he said, it's got to be both. You have got to be spiritually conditioned and spiritually positioned for God to do what he wants to do in your life and for you to be a part of what he is doing. That is the reason it is so important to develop a relationship with God in prayer and to study the Word. You know, he told us in his Word, he said, Study thyself, uh, study to show thyself approve a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed. And, and you know, so many people, uh, they go to church, they're caught up in religion, they'll pray uh, after a sense, they'll worship, they'll sing, they'll shout they'll even let god touch their lives and some of them god will use them but to really give themselves over to the lord and let the lord take control of their life it's a completely different manner uh for god to take control of your life a good friend of mine that's going on to be with the lord uh preached at our church in uh fort Payne, alabama several years back and they preached on Jesus becoming the Lord of your life. And I'd never heard it broken down and put that way. But they, they said it's one thing you can call him Savior. People will confess that Jesus is their Savior, that they have had their sins forgiven, that the Lord has uh, washed away their sins and they are walking in in that goodness of God. But she said it's one thing for people to confess Jesus as Savior. It's another thing when you confess He's Lord. Because when you confess He's Lord of your life, then you've got to submit your life to Him. And you have got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. And there's a lot of people that have uh, put themselves in a place that they have a God of convenience. They've uh, become comfortable in religion. They become comfortable where they worship. They become comfortable in everything in their life. And they don't want any kind of upheaval or upsetness or anything to uh, knock them out of their comfort zone. But guess what? God is now at the time He's taking people out of their comfort zone. So 
It's time for us to get ready and, and to prepare our hearts because there is a visitation of the Holy Ghost greater than the book of Acts that is now going to come forth in the earth. I've been telling people this for several years now that somewhere God is going to move and there's going to be a performance of the word that God has spoken. God cannot speak a word and it not be fulfilled or brought to pass. And that's something the Lord showed me years ago. And, you know, you go back and you read the prophets and many times in the Gospels when Jesus came forth, he'd done things and things were spoken or things happened that said, and this uh, was fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet or Jeremiah the prophet. Or, uh, but Jesus fulfilled a lot of the speaking of the words of the prophets because he was spoken of in Psalms. He was spoken of in uh, Proverbs. He was spoken of uh, in the law, uh, his word uh, that he come forth preaching. A lot of it was already written in the Old Testament. And when Paul received his conversion, he came forth and preached out of the Psalms and the prophets and, and the writings of the Old Testament and declared by those writings that Jesus was the very Christ that people were waiting on. They were waiting on a Messiah, and Jesus was that Christ and that Messiah. And we're in the same place now. Uh, Jesus has come, and people... Uh, think they've come to know him. They think they've come to understand the working of his spirit in their lives. And uh, they've gotten comfortable. They've gotten settled down. But this is no time to settle down because the Lord has been telling us for uh, several years now that he's going to move and do what he said in Isaiah 43 and 18. He said, Behold, I do a new thing. There's something new and that's working in the Spirit of God. It's not new to God, but it's new to us. You know, somebody told me one time, so, well, Brother Metter, you keep saying that that uh, things are changing, but the Word says, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. It's not that God is changing. It's that God is changing you to conform to His words. You don't know the depth of God's words. You don't know the hidden mysteries in the secrets of God's Word, unless He takes the scales off of your eyes and reveals them to you. There are depths of the Word, like Paul said, I heard things that were not lawful to utter when I was caught up into those third heavens. So God has laid a foundation for a working and a revealing of the very Christ that came to this earth and He has sent back His Spirit and that spirit is to live in us and take its abode in us, not just come into our heart, as people say. Yes, I know the Spirit of God dwells in our hearts, but He can also make Himself manifest in your mortal flesh. And that's what I'm pressing for. And that's what there is a people that is pressing for the revealing of the Christ. And as Paul wrote in Philippians 2 and 5, he said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And people quote that. But that that godly mind, that desire, and that uh, word that dwelt in Christ and in, in where his mind stayed, it's not in people. Just because you receive a measure or an earnest of the Spirit 
does not mean that you have the mind of Christ. It means God is dealing with you and He is working in you to reveal, to bring forth a revealing of the Son of Man in you, but that does not mean just because you have received a measure of His Spirit that you have the mind of Christ. Because the Lord dealt with me a, a year or so ago, and He spoke that very Scripture into my spirit, and He said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I knew where the Scripture was. I turned over there and read it. But then the Lord asked me a question. He said, what was the mind that was in Christ Jesus? And if you go and read in verse 6 in Philippians 2, the Bible says that he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't think it was robbery. People don't think like that now. They think if you talk about becoming equal you know, with Jesus and equal with uh, what Jesus obtained, that you're blaspheming, that you're out of order. But, you know, the Bible teaches us out of Jesus' own words that the disciple is not above his master, but he that is perfect, or that word perfect, understand, it means to become mature and complete in God's will and plan and purpose for your life. So the disciple is not above his master, but he that is perfect shall be as his master. So we can become as Jesus on this earth, not in heaven. You're not going to have any glory revealed in you in heaven. The, The Lamb is the glory of heaven. He is the light of heaven. You are not. So any glory that is revealed in you, will be revealed in you on this earth. And that's what he said. When Paul said the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So God is beginning to open our understanding to a moving and a working of His Spirit that is now being brought forth in the earth. And we will see a visitation like unto the book of Acts. And when I say that, I'm talking about the miracles, the deliverance, the saving of souls, the uh, going forth of the word of God. And the Lord spoke in one of the prophets and said, the glory of the Lord shall fill the earth. And we are coming into that day. We are coming into that place where the glory of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord shall fill the whole earth. And I believe there is a people that is coming forth in a mind and a wisdom and an understanding to be made like unto His holy child Jesus. You know, He told us in Romans, (coughs) excuse me, the 8th chapter that... uh, We were heirs with God and joined heirs with Christ. Not Jesus, but with Christ. Jesus is the man before the resurrection. Christ is what came forth after the resurrection because uh, it was written in the book of Acts. I believe it's uh, 2 and 36, somewhere in there when Peter was expounding. And he said, Know, O Israel, that this Jesus that has been crucified has become both Lord and Christ. So Jesus became 
the Christ at his resurrection. He became the Christ. Was he a, was he man? Yes, in body he was. And he still retained the humanity of man, but not the carnality of man. And that's something people can't get a hold of. Jesus had to battle the same mind, the same warring, the same forces of hell that come against, uh, that comes against us came against him. If it didn't, you could not be tempted. He could have not have been tempted in all things like as we are. For him to be tempted in all things like as we are, that means he had to war against the carnal mind, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, which the word says that is what's in the world. But Jesus said in John 16 and 30, in the world, in me ye have peace, but in the world ye have tribulation or afflictions, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So he overcame the lust of the flesh. He overcame the lust of the eyes and the pride of life as an example in showing you that by the Spirit of Christ living in you that you can be an overcomer of these things also. But your mind has to be on him. You have to be focused on him. You have to meditate upon him. And he told us in Isaiah 26 and 3, that the man whose mind is stayed up on the Lord, I will keep him in perfect peace because he trusteth in me. The Lord is bringing forth a people that are going to meditate upon him day and night, that their minds are going to be upon him. They're going to be stayed upon him. And because they are stayed upon him and study that word, he's going to keep them in perfect peace. Because we come to trust Him. Uh, fear is not of God. Godly fear and reverence is. But fear of the things of this world, and uh, they're not of God. Because the Bible plainly says, fear hath torment. And the Lord will cast out all these fears and these torments and bring you into perfect peace. Uh, the Lord doesn't let a, uh, doesn't have a spirit that torments you. He keeps you in perfect peace if you train and condition your mind to stay upon Him. I believe it's in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, For the Lord has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I know many of you can quote this, but you've never studied it and broken down the Scripture to see what it means. And the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. But he has given us power and he has given us a sound mind, which is a disciplined mind, a mind that is stayed upon the Lord. He told Joshua, he said, set my word before your eyes and meditate upon it day and night. Turn not to the right nor to the left. But we don't do this. We don't keep God's word before our eyes. We don't keep it in our minds and in our spirits. And some people wonder why they deal with the things that they deal with uh, in their everyday life. It's because you allow too many things in your mind and in your spirit. Titus told us in the book of Titus chapter 2 and verse 12, <coughs> he said, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we can live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present 
world. But you've got to apply the Word of God to your life. You know, uh, my wife used to tell our children, she said, anything that you put in your mind other than the right spirit or the right thinking or the right thoughts, she said, if you are going to walk upright, if you're going to do that which is right, especially in the eyes of the Lord, then if you let that Spirit get in you, you have got to get that Spirit out. And people don't understand that the things that they set before their eyes and the things that they allow to go into their spirits pollutes and contaminates and corrupts the working of the Spirit of God. It, it, it hinders, it causes a rebellion, it causes a warfare, it causes a spirit to rise up on the inside of you that will fight against the workings of the Spirit of God. And I want to go to a scripture, I believe I can find it, in uh, Romans the 8th chapter. And I had a scripture pulled up there. And I wanted to, uh, I'm sorry, it's Romans 7, my mistake. But I wanted to read that scripture, but I don't think I'm going to get to it. Uh, but I do want to try to get to this one. I'm, I'm pulling it up and trying to get it, uh, there right now and see if we can get over there. Uh, this is Paul talking. And he said, uh, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, this is Romans 7 and 18, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. See, Paul had a desire to serve God. But when it come to uh, how to perform that which is good, he said, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Paul was referring to the carnal mind. And he went on and said, verse 20, Now if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me, or that carnal nature that dwelleth in me. And in verse 21, he went on and said, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Paul had that delight. He had that joy. He had that hunger to really know the Lord. But then in verse 23, he said, I see that. He said, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. This is what Paul battled and this is what he understood before he had his visitation. And after he had his visitation on that road to Damascus, the Spirit of God came in him and quickened the word and made it alive. And Paul began to understand that he could be delivered from this mind, he could be delivered from this law of sin. And he went on and said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death or from the body of sin? And he said in the last verse in Romans 7, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with, then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, 
the law of sin. When you allow the carnal mind to dominate and rule you and you allow fear to be uh, uh, present in your life and you do not keep your mind stayed upon the things of God and out of your mouth comes negativity, doubt, and unbelief, then uh, you are opening yourself up to the torment of the devil. So uh, he went on and said in uh, Romans the 8th chapter, first verse, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Paul was saying, quit walking after the flesh, quit allowing the law of sin to dominate. But allow that delight of God after the inward man to rule and reign in you. Discipline your mind. Start putting away doubt and unbelief. Start putting away things that hinder the working of His Spirit in you. And learn to discipline your mind and start keeping your mind stayed upon the Lord. And if you will do this, then God will begin to keep you in Perfect peace. And he went on and said in Romans 8 and 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. What did Paul say in uh, Romans seven twenty three? He plainly said, But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. But in 8 and 2, he said, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There, Paul said, that law of sin that was in his flesh trying to bring him into captivity could be, uh, he could be delivered from that through the law of spirit and life that is in Christ Jesus. And he went on and said in verse 3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned or destroyed sin in the flesh. People do not believe that they can walk uh, free from sin. But the Lord said it here. He said, The law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. He went on and said what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh are made just like us. Uh, and he was made for sin. He condemned or destroyed sin in the flesh. Jesus had every temptation you had, but he chose and disciplined himself not to sin because of his love for the righteousness of God. And Paul went on and said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You have got to discipline your mind to what you want in Christ. This is Brother Matter, and I see that our time is getting away from us again. I pray that you're enjoying this word, and I really want to encourage you. Uh, a lot of people think they can't serve God. They can't. Th- they think they can't live for God and walk upright before God. But you can, because it is not you. It is the Christ that liveth in you as you yield over to it, and you yield your members over to it. Uh, and I'm going to continue this on 
uh, next week as the Lord will give me utterance and take me into it. But uh, uh, I'm asking you, we need your help uh, to keep this broadcast going, keep our work of the Lord going. And I don't know why it is that this time of year, when it should be a time of giving, a time of joy, a time of peace, that people's donations drop all 40 to 65% over Christmas and into the new year. But we do need your help. We would appreciate every offering. Uh, you can go to our website, mansentfromgod.org. That is M-A-N-S-E-N-T-F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G. You can find our mailing address there. You can find PayPal there. Uh, you can find a way to donate by your debit card. We need your help. Whatever you do, uh, you can find an address there to write us. Pray for us. Uh, I pray this word is being a blessing and we're going into a new year looking for a great move of God. May God bless you till our next broadcast.